Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Save big money and start your spring project with help from Menards. We offer a huge selection of body plants, veggies, and herbs to plant at home and grow yourself. Right now, all four and a half inch body plants are on sale through May 5th. Head to the Menards Garden Center to get your garden growing and check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Welcome back, Pods fans, to another episode of Ring the Bell Pods Talk. Nick Ryder here, joined as always by Heath Bell. We've got some drama in San Diego and in the world of baseball. Fernando Tatis Jr. tested positive for steroids. If you've been living under a rock, then you probably didn't hear that. But we are looking at an 80-game suspension for Tatis that he's serving right now. There's been a whirlwind of effects that have happened since then. People have come out and you know called him a cheater, of course. He's losing some points on his reputation but the thing that screams the most emergency or that's just basically the the worst thing for me is his parents right they're coming out and fabricating all these stories about him of why he was testing positive first it was ringworm his mom took a post on instagram and showed a picture of of ringworm on his neck then his dad came out and said that he had a fungus after a haircut so he was do, using a spray that had steroids in it cholesterol Heath, are we buying this or are his parents just being a little bit too involved in trying to protect him too much? I think his parents are being too much protective. I mean, here's the thing. The kid made a mistake. Tatis made a mistake. Own up to it. I really hope in the clubhouse, he has a closed door meeting that we never hear about, but he basically tells all of his teammates, hey, man, I'm sorry. I screwed up. I let you guys down. That's all I can say. I'm I'm sorry. I hope you forgive me one day, this and that, and then just do everything possible his the next couple of years or the rest of his career to win over the fans, as in go go in the community. Um, you don't have to talk about it. Say, hey, I don't want to talk about that. I made a mistake. That's all you got to say. And and it, there's something too when people apologize and just say, Hey, I made a mistake. Um, I want to move past this, then people forgive you. I mean, it's if you keep denying, denying, deny, we've seen in the past with other players, people just start getting mad and they hate you more and more and more. So here's the thing with Tatis. Let me break it down for a lot of uh, people out there. So since I was in the clubhouse, anything that you put in your body. So if you go to In-N-Out Burger, you go to Fatties or wherever, and you have like a cheeseburger, double-double, 
and somebody in the kitchen is going against you, a Dodger fan or something with Tatis, and he puts a steroid in that burger, then you're liable for what you put in your body. So the whole point, and they had to do that because there was so many, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? Of so many years of the drug test, you had to put, we had to finally put in the players union and major league baseball, Hey, whatever you put in your body, you've got to be responsible for. Um, just even if that happens, you know, like if somebody tries to drug you, well, it's your fault. You put it in your body. You shouldn't have been somewhere. But here's the thing. Here's my take on it. And my son was like, no, it could have been something. You know, he's totally a huge Tatis fan. And I'm a Tatis fan. But my wife said it the best because we talked the night before. She just went, look, if you're playing for a major league club and you're sick or you have ringworm or you have anything, you go to the the team trainer or the team doctor and you you ask them, prescribe them something. So here's the thing is. Why didn't he not do that? And then here's the other thing. And I'm reading between the lines, Padre fans, you know, trust me, we'll talk about the pods, you know, that are playing right now, but in a minute, but here's the thing. One of the Padre fans, I think it was uh, Musgrove. He's like, well, the people that are here are the people that we're worried about that we care about. So to me, I forget the exact words he said, but it leads me to believe that Tatis hasn't really been in the clubhouse all year. Mm-hmm. Hasn't really been doing this, but then here's the other aspect. If he's been rehabbing, why do you go home to the Dominican? Explain to me that. Why did you leave? You know, do you, you have somebody sick in the family? I mean, did you, it was emergency or something like that because you're over here trying to get ready. You don't need to be over there. Even if you're in a cast and you can't do anything, you should be over here. You should be over here in the States. You should be in spring training in Peoria. You should be running on getting on the bike. You should be, you know, moving around, keeping your feet fresh or do whatever should be doing something here. And you shouldn't just be there. And the fact of the matter is it even looks worse when your parents are going, well, you've got a haircut. And then this, well, there's a ringworm, this, it's just, it's like, you're trying to cover it up. And unfortunately this is what happens with a lot of players. Latin players is they, they lie, lie, lie. Now who are you going to believe? I mean, yeah. is, they're digging themselves a deeper hole. Been, do I think he's been doing steroids this whole time? No. no, I think what he did is like Andy Pettit. Somebody told him, and whoever <laughs> it was, you do this, you'll come back ready to go. You'll be a little bit stronger. You you'll rehab faster, whatnot. And he got caught, plain and simple. Because w- there was a test that came out in May that said he was clear in May, and I yeah. really think he did it after that. As soon as he was cleared, they're not going to test me. Yeah. He, they're digging themselves a deeper hole here. I mean, all the lies, that doesn't protect his legacy. Everyone sees the bullshit. They see it and they're like, what, a ringworm? Hair fungus? Come on. Mike Clevenger came out and said, this is the second time we've been disappointed with him. You hope he grows up and learns from learns from this and that he's about more than just him right now. So the fact that players are outspoken about a teammate like that and saying, you know, he, there's some maturity that needs to happen. Even AJ Pillar came out and said, we wish that he maybe became more mature from this offseason to now. And like, it just hasn't translated yet. So it's a maturity thing. And I mean, involvement of the parents, of course, but you're a 23 year old superstar, you know, you've made your money or you've signed your contract, I guess you can't make money right now. Cause you're without pay. Just trust the team, trust your teammates, you know, get more involved in San Diego, you know, don't. Well, and unfortunately maybe Tatis is an individual player and 
San Diego made a bad deal when they signed, gave him all that money because he's not a mature kid. Yeah. I mean, th- this does happen to a lot of, a lot of guys that are not mature. And we talk about it. I mean, stardom maybe came a little bit too early too. He was on the cover of MLB, the show, you know, at 21 years old. Yeah. But he there's was... some guys that have done that and it's been perfectly fine. Look at Bryce Harper and then Derek Jeter. Well, I, mean, he, I would say Bryce, I would, possibly I would do that. I would say Bryce had some maturity issues early on. Machado even had some maturity issues early on. They're they're young kids. Here's the thing is Bryce Harper had maturity issues in the minor leagues. Nobody was, nobody covered anybody in the minor leagues except for Bryce Harper, Mm -hmm. you know? And then, but he didn't do anything this stupid. He played the game and he taunted, but see, here's the thing is the guys, the way they play nowadays if you saw minor league do that, what uh, Bryce Harper did, but with blowing kisses and stuff like that, you would think there's nothing of that. But he was in that era of me where you didn't do that. You didn't show people up. You right. Know, you just did stuff out of reaction. You didn't show, you didn't like celebrate to show people up. Now you should, you celebrate to yeah. show people up. Yeah. Well, you're also trying to build a brand for yourself and guys, you know, take it to social media and get all these viral clips and stuff. There is a timeline here that it seems a little bit too clear for me because it all it all kind of resonates from the fact that he had that motorcycle accident in Dominican December where they denied that it even happened at first. His dad said there was no accident. Then they came out and said, oh, there was an accident, but there was no minor injuries. They refused to have team doctors come out and take a look at it, or, or he refused to go and see team doctors. He just let the Dominican doctors take care of him. Then he gets to spring training in March, and they say, dude, your wrist is so messed up. You need to get surgery. And so he asked by the media, so talk about that accident. Is that where the wrist came from? And he goes, what accident? Which one? So there's multiple accidents. Okay, so you're riding a motorcycle when you're a $350 million player. Okay, immature mistake number one. Gets a surgery, and it seems like from the time he had that accident or to when the surgery happened, maybe he was trying to cover up how bad the wounds were. So maybe that's where the, the cream comes in, right? The healing cream. And then you say he gets tested again in May, and, and it's clear maybe he's done using the cream. And then he uses it again to see if he can progress his healing because he's not coming back in time. He was supposed to be projected to come back in June. We're sitting here in August, and he still technically hasn't come back, or he wasn't even supposed to come yeah. back until this week. And... Now he gets popped for cholesterol. So it just seems like he's getting bad information from someone in his camp, whether that's from his agency, his marketing group, from his parents. I don't know what it is. I mean, keep in mind, I'm not pointing fingers here, but his dad did play with Mark McGuire in the 90s. He jumped from eight home runs to 34 home runs from 97 or from 98 to 99. Well, I'm going to say that he got this stuff from his dad. I'll say it. But here's the other aspect. Mark McGuire and all those guys and Maybe it's his dad. Deny, 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 deny. Well, it's not working. I don't think his, I think his camp and his agents are like, what the fuck? Just keep your mouth shut, dude. Yeah. But you know, like when you come out and go, what accident, which one? Oh, you're an idiot. Cause now we know there's multiple, you know, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Well, uh, I mean, basically here's the thing. Maybe we have a young guy that has all the talent in the world, but he's really immature. I think that's what we're losing. Cause you know, the 80 games is going to go into next year. It is. So, you know, Tatis literally needs to sign every autograph and do the, in the, in the community stuff. He needs to win back to fans. Cause yeah. I think he lost trust from a lot of fans. I mean, I've seen Facebook groups. I see Twitter posts. I see Instagram posts of people saying, let's sell our Tatis jerseys. Let's trade them away. Let's. Well, cause I mean, here's the thing is how, how can we say 
how can we be very honest and say, I mean, I'm, I'm going, I'm thinking that this kid has never done steroids, but maybe he did it in, when he was a young teenager to become that good. Maybe he did it when he was 14, 15, 16. Yeah. To be developed to really be that good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got talent, but when you like Mark McGuire, Mark McGuire could hit the ball. Barry Bonds could hit the ball. Mm-hmm. And like Mark McGuire said this, and I remember this very vividly. We were in spring training. We're watching Mark McGuire. I think it was Barbara Walters or somebody. And he said, I never used any of the cream or whatnot to perform. It was just to stay healthy and be on the field. Do you know how hard it is to run out there 162 games a year? And everybody in the clubhouse was like, hell yeah. Yeah, we know. Some Most days we feel like crap. That's why they say the dog days of summer. That's why they say it's a marathon. You ever think every marathon feels great for all 26 miles? No, there's some miles that they run that they feel not good. I'm pretty sure Machado's played a lot. I mean, Cal Ripken Jr., he played how many years and never missed a game? Mm. I'm pretty sure there were some games he felt horrible, but he went out there for his team. I mean, Derek Jeter had that... um TV show or that little mini movie series. And there was games that he, his, his ankle is messed up and he's like, I'm going to go out there. Cause I think I'm the best option that we have. I'm going to give it everything I have. And so we understand, like, if you felt good every, you matter, imagine if Machado, imagine if Kim, imagine if our catchers, any of our pitchers felt a hundred percent every single time they played, Would they'd be probably fire. perform a little bit better. Yeah. Well, I mean, Manny had a little a stretch where he wasn't hitting very well. And coincidentally, it was after he had his ankle injury, he had about, you know, 20 or so games where he wasn't hitting very well. And look, he's back now. He's rejuvenated. Of course, maybe Juan Soto, Brandon Drury and Josh Bell have something to do with it because now he's protected a little bit more at the plate and has a little bit more motivation. But when guys are injured, when guys are tired, when guys are 100 percent, they're not playing their best. Yeah, so that's when Mark McGuire was saying that. We all just were up in arms and like going, you're an idiot. You're an idiot because we know exactly how it feels and we couldn't take anything. Mm-hmm. You know, gosh, if I felt good every day, I'd probably throw 100 miles in every single pitch. It's like, why not? But there's some days you didn't feel good. Greg Maddox, one of the best pitchers in the game. There's probably some days he didn't feel good. I played with him. I remember playing with Pedro Martinez. They both said during, you know, games like, hey, how you feeling today? Eh. You know, just yeah, you're not feeling the best. And hopefully I'd go five and, you know, sometimes they'd go five and dive or sometimes they'd go like seven that day. I remember yeah. David Wells telling me he was hung over the day. He threw a perfect game and he was just trying <laughs> to go five innings and get out. And then all of a sudden he looks up and seven innings and nobody's been on. And he's like, damn. So yeah. we're all human. Just, it happens that way. So, but sometimes you just wake up sore from your bed, so, you know, <laughs> but you know, here's the thing is Tatis is he, has he been lying to us all along? I mean, Here's the other aspect, and some people have asked me this, is did A.J. Preller, because he's never done anything before, did he know this was coming? He claims that he found out like two hours before the rest of the world found out, that he got and, a call from I will, MLB. I will tell you, when you find out, you find out about a month to six weeks, four to six weeks before it comes public, because you have time to make the necessary changes. No, you have the necessary of like, no, that wasn't me. This is what's going on. You have a couple weeks, four to six weeks. of. So then maybe, maybe AJ lied because his statement was that he found out like two hours before. My question is, is do you think AJ had to make this trade with Soto and Bell because he knew this was coming? 
Yeah. I mean, I had, I discussed this the other day as well, for sure. I mean, he there's, it's twofold. Like I, I think, yes, he had to make the trade, but at the same time, maybe he wouldn't have made the trade if this news hadn't come out just because he feels like the team wasn't in it. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's why he went after more firepower, not just and, Soto. That's why he went after Bell, Andrew. I know Tatis, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to this no, he podcast, is. but, but here's the thing is this is now we're, now we're questioning your GM. Now we're questioning other things. And now we're questioning other guys on the team. Cause they're like, you know, I think Will Myers said something as in the guys here are what the, what we care about. We don't care about guys that are not on the team. That basically just said, you're not on the team. Well, he needs to earn some respect with the fans, but also with his teammates for sure. Cause there's been oh, yeah. multiple, not just Clevenger, not just Musgrove, not just Will Manny has said it. Other guys Everybody. have come out. Everyone has come out and basically said that like he needs to work on himself and that they need to depend on him more. They don't trust him. I mean, I think, yeah, I think it all makes so much sense about what happened last year too. our downfall. Yes. You can br- blame rookie manager or second year manager, Jace Tingler, right? He wasn't the right guy there, but clearly Tatis was a big issue for the team. Manny Machado was yelling at him mid game at a dugout. We discussed yeah. that. And he was just this superstar who thought it was all about him. And this team is probably not behind their superstar. You know, you, well, there's, but there's also personalities today's day and age. It's all about, like you said, guys are trying to make a name for himself. They're trying to get their Twitter page. They're trying to their Facebook or whatnot. Facebook that shows my age, but all their different things are, they're, they're trying to promote themselves, not the team. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not, what's the best thing for me to do for my team to win it. Now it's about what's the best thing for me. Now what's the best thing for me. And I blame the system. I blame teams for doing that to players, but I also blame the players a little bit for doing that. I don't blame the players for going out and getting their money and getting paid, but I do blame the system for saying it's okay to show people up because they'll bring butts in the seats or do this or do that. People will talk about you, but at the end of the day, are you loyal to your teammates? And I mean, cause are you loyal to your team and your fans? That's Mm -hmm. the biggest thing. So it's just, it's, it's a shame to be in San Diego right now. It's a shame because, you know, the Padres are falling off and I think, you know, they started falling off the all-star break and now they're falling off because this, and I, here's my thing with the team. I don't think they have a, a good team clubhouse chemistry. And the reason I say that is early in the season, you saw the starting pitchers, they would follow you Darvish. They would do this. They do that. They were having fun. Now they were winning. It's easier to have fun when you're win. But why aren't you still doing that stuff? So that leads me to believe that you were just doing that because you were winning. You're having a good time. So when you're not winning, your pressure's on. I don't know if I can have fun, this and that. Trevor Hoffman is part of the organization. And Trevor kind of showed me when to have fun and when to be serious. But basically outside the lines before the game starts, it's let's have some fun. This is brotherhood. When the game is on, we're being serious and we're doing that. But why is there guys warming up? It's they're having fun. Yeah. If you're not playing that day as a starter, you should be having fun before the clubhouse. And they're probably not doing any of that. And so if it just leads me to believe that they is as much as close as we thought the clubhouse was early in the season, it really wasn't because one bad thing happens and then all, all hell's breaking loose. Mm -hmm. You know, Musgrove was trying to get a contract. He ends up getting a contract. Maybe that was a distractor home discount too, though. Oh yeah, that's fine. And that's, that's to him. So, but then maybe a distraction was, you know, are we going to make a trade? We're not making a trade, different starters going in there, um, yep. guys going to the pin. Um, Cause we had too many stars at one time. And then, 
but this this is all what a manager needs to take charge of. Right. A manager needs to delegate all this. And Bob Melvin, I think you're a great manager, but dude, you got to have a team meeting. You got to start lining shit up. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a great transition into how our team is playing right now because they've dropped some pretty bad games to some not great teams. I mean, they've we've lost two in a row to the Marlins. You know, as we record right now, actually we're up four nothing. Jake Cronenworth just hit a grand slam in the first inning, but we shouldn't be losing these games to sub 500 teams, not this late in the season because September is brutal. We play against the Dodgers too many times to be losing against sub 500 teams. And it shows that we're not beating the Dodgers right now. Well, no, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting swept by that. We're not winning it. They've won like 15 of their last 16 games against us. No, I know. And we're playing Washington. Cleveland's pretty good. And then Kansas City's not good. San Francisco's kind of been on fire a little bit. So yeah, that's going to be a tough series. And then we have the Dodgers and then Arizona's always tough with us. And then it's the Dodgers again. And then Seattle is a pretty good team. And then it's the Arizona, you know, and then it's the St. St. Louis Cardinals. And then it's the Rockies that we always struggle with when we're there and it's there and then it's LA again. And then it's the white Sox that are pretty good. And then we finish with the giants that I got a funny feeling. It's going to come down to the last week of we might not be that third wild card team. And we were talking about leading the wild card, maybe be in first place. And then all of a sudden it's ever since it started spiraling, we just keep nothing, nothing's working. And it goes back to the very beginning. What I said when I was very worried about the start of the year is our starting pitching. We had great starting pitching early in the season and it's fallen off and our starters go five innings. We don't have anybody that goes six or seven innings. Right. It's almost like they got to get their hundred pitches and they're done. Or how can you throw a hundred pitches in five innings? I mean, we got to, we got to get ahead. Mm -hmm. If I was a pitching coach, I'd be like, we got to get strike one guys. Yeah. Forget about the outcome. Forget about a hit and stuff. I need strike one first. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then let's go back, you know, I mean, our hitting coaches, I know they're probably doing their darndest and stuff, but gosh, maybe our hitters aren't listening to them because how are we trying to bunt with two strikes just the other day? Grissom, did you see that? Yeah. I, I, he, the thing is, though, he's successfully laid down some bunts that have got down the line, and this year he's done it more than anyone I've seen, so I think I'll give him the with, pass. With but I, I understand. I, yeah, I get it. I get it. That's, that's just, th- when you have two strikes and you're trying to bunt the ball, that's just that's a lapse a desperation. of judgment. That's a lapse Now, with one strike, no strikes, I got no problem. I don't even care, like, two balls and no strikes. Right. I, I perfectly have no problem with that. But when you have two strikes, you're basically saying, I, I, I can't hit this guy. Yeah. You know, you, you're more, you're more comfortable than bunning the ball than actually swinging. So yeah. I think for us, like in terms of hitting, they have games where they break out and they score 10 runs, 13 runs, you know, like I, I just said, we had four runs in the first inning. Now we have five runs. I'm sitting here looking at this, Yeah, like they come out and break out here and there, but we also have games where our bats go dead and we get shut out. We got shut out by the Marlins. You know, we got shut out by the Nats. Like that just cannot happen. Well, let's put it this way. Anytime there's a good pitcher, yeah, we get shut out. Yep. I mean, I'll, anytime I'll... there's a good, not a great, like if he's an okay pitcher or a bad pitcher, we hit the crap out of him. But if he's a good pitcher and the playoffs, we're going to see nothing but good players, good pitchers. And that's that's what really yeah. worries me. I mean, S- Sandy Alcantara is the Cy Young favorite right now, and he shut us down. He looked like it. Yeah. So, And Joe pitched a good game too. Just it's, it's sad that he can't get any – Run support here. He started off the season eight and zero, and he's lost every game since then. So here, here's one of the things that I don't understand in baseball. 
I still don't understand this. I mean, I could, I could try to discuss it and stuff, all that. But um, when you have your best pitcher out there, for some reason, the hitters don't ever score. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> like the hitters are like, okay, we got our ace. All we got to do is score one or two runs and we'll win. They used to happen to Jake Peavy all the time. Oh, yeah. I saw it happen. One to nothing. Peavy, Chris Young, when he was second in the all-star, Greg Maddox, um, when it's all happen- of our guys were. You know, you know who happens to all the time? Jacob DeGrom. Oh, yeah. Last season, this season, they, his team never gives him run support. I don't know what it is. It may be like there's this sense of, oh, like we're going to be okay if we only put up a couple runs here. Like it's not as pressing because like our pitchers got our back here. Oh, I, I just think it's psychologically me- the mental part of baseball. So I can't explain it to people, but you you always try to go do your best. Mm-hmm. But when you're when you're a position player and you see your main reliever come in the game on it, you know, you're up by one or the game's tied you have this like confidence, like we got this, but when you see somebody and we're like the game's tied and you see somebody that you don't trust run out from the bullpen, you're like, Oh crap. Mm-hmm. I mean, players have told me that it's, it's, you try not to do it, but you just do it. I mean, as a fan, even as sitting in the bullpen, when they call up and they go, Hey, get so-and-so up, you want him to do well in the bullpen, but you know, he's just struggling. You're like, man, I hope he does well today where right. they call somebody else in the bullpen. You're like, Oh, he's got this. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to, we need to call up Joe or we need to get so-and-so going and they call and they, and they put in that person you were thinking you there's just a different mindset and you never said anything to anybody. You're just thinking it and everybody's human. And, and the Tatis thing, I don't know how that can't, cannot affect guys, guys be affected really bad with that. And I think that's another reason why they're losing because it's like, this all happened. We're leaving San Diego and we got to get away, but Usually Florida is the family trip to kind of, Hey, we can relax this and that. Mm-hmm. And I think there was an off day before they got there. So they either traveled on that off day or they went out there and had an off day in Miami. So it's just one of those things is they got to be talking and they got to be pissed because they're like, okay, we, we went out and traded for three, four guys, three hitters. Tatis going to be coming back this and that. And maybe this is the reason I'm telling you Tatis, and AJ probably knew before everybody else did. And I don't believe the two hours before. I really don't. I could yeah. be completely wrong, but I really don't. And that's maybe why he was in the locker room. Maybe that's why he wasn't around. And I believe he wasn't around for a reason. I'm with you. I think that the probably sucked the wind out of their sails a little bit. All this news coming out, it's a big distraction. You know, the media is still talking about it. They're still talking about when Tatis comes back to talk to AJ tomorrow. And when he talks to Peter Seidler on Saturday, and then he's supposed to talk to the team as well. So I think that's something that's looming, but when comes the time to just say, all right, let's put it behind us. Let's focus on what's going on next. We got to get to the playoffs here because we have a good enough team to be in the playoffs and contend here. There needs to be a point where they just shut it that's, all down. That's where Bob Melvin comes in and says he needs to have a meeting and he just players only meeting and shut it to bed and have coaches and trainers in there and just say, look, all this distraction is not helping us. We need to come together right here. If anybody asks you about it, if you want to say something, fine. But my best advice is, hey, it's over and done with. I want to talk about the team right now. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about this game and you shut it to bed because here's the thing. Tatis's parents are not helping out. His no. friends are not helping out. The, we need to stop. The, the only reason that's why the media is still talking about is because all of a sudden his parents started staying stuff. You know, yeah. you made a mistake, own up to it, let it go. Stop, stop saying, well, it was this, it was that just say you screwed up. Doesn't matter 
if you did it on purpose or you didn't do it on purpose, you screwed up. And before you know it, something else will happen and they'll stop talking about you. But if you keep deny, 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 look at Andy Pettit and look at Roger Clemens, two guys that I both respect and lost some respect for. Roger Clemens kept denied, denied, denied. Andy Pettit cried, said, I did it. I was injured. I was trying to come back. I did it one time. I know I did it wrong. I screwed up and I forgive me. Nobody ever talks about Andy Pettit anymore. Yeah. They'll talk about Roger. Yeah. I don't understand why some guys get a pass and some guys don't. Like David Ortiz tested positive and is a Hall of Famer. Okay. So here's the thing When did he test positive? Earlier in his career. Okay, when he was in the minors, wasn't it? I don't know the exact dates, but I mean, the fact that he did it, you know. Okay, and, no, and, and, and I, Barry Bonds was never way. caught, and I want him to make the Hall of Fame, so then we can have this argument. But other players, but here's the thing: is did you see him deny, deny, deny? Oh yeah, his entire time, he still has denied. He's never. Well, no, but deal. like when he first did it. Now when oh. it was coming out, and everybody's saying he's like, what? I haven't done anything. I haven't done anything. And somebody goes. That and he goes, that was a long time ago. Yeah. So, but it's one of those things is um, I think if you just apologize and you stop talking about it and just go out there and and just play and just be like, look at look at Big Poppy Ortiz. He did so much in the community. He did this, did that, and that was it. It's kind of like when A-Rod got for the gummy bears and this and that for you know, he got the one year suspension. Ryan Braun was in that too, but yeah. Ryan Braun just kept his mouth shut and was quiet. Yep. And, and nobody ever talks hot. about Ryan Braun, even though Aaron Rodgers came out a couple years earlier when he won MVP and was like, no, he didn't do anything. And then they, when he did was on the list and tested positive, well, he's not my friend. Cause he was lied to me. Well, Ryan Braun didn't go, no, what? That wasn't me. The blah, blah. He just was just quiet. Kept his mouth shut. Yeah. Aaron and, Rodgers. and people kind of forget <laughs> about that. So, I mean, the new Con Air guy, Aaron Rodgers, Nicholas Cage, yeah, look alike. He's but ridiculous. I think it's the guys that try to make up for the mistakes they did. People yeah. kind of give a pass. I mean, look at Tiger Woods. I yeah, mean, he was messing around with 13, 18 girls, whatever it was. Some weren't even looking good. Yeah, and yeah but that has just, nothing to do with his play. That's outside. That's his. That's like outside of his life. But what I'm saying is he just apologized, said I yeah. did something wrong. I shouldn't have done it. Well, when you're caught, you're life. caught. I mean, like, I don't understand why people try to dig themselves a deeper hole. What They've got you. They've got you. There's not. Because in today's society, that, it's about that everyone else is wrong. Today's society, this generation, Tatisa generation, it's all about what I said. Yeah. Not about what you've heard. Not about the facts. Even our president said it's not about facts about the truth right right what does that mean the truth of what i say or actual literally facts you know it's just it's one of those things that even our government is saying stuff like that when they're doing the arizona wall or something we're not making a wall at the border we're fixing the problem that the other administration didn't finish so you're finishing the wall no we're not we're just fixing (laughs) a problem and like, okay. And I mean, it, it, I have to deal with it because I have teenagers this generation. I have a 24-year-old, a 20-year-old, and an 18-year-old. So, and it's just, it, it's, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't, it's all about what I say, not about the facts. 
Right. You know, what about the head, what the head, and here's the other thing, what the headlines say, if you actually read a headline nowadays and then read the article, the headline usually doesn't mean anything what the article means. The, the headline is just mostly like, yeah, it's clickbait. It's clickbait. Yep, that's all it is. But yeah. a lot of people nowadays, because the attention span is so small is, well, the headline is be facts. So I'm just going to say the headline. Yeah. But then here, here's the thing, you know, as we were watching the Padre game, you know, we scored five runs in the first, we just gave up one. Yeah. Well, Clevenger's getting lit up right now. <laughs> so, but here's the thing, like, why are we not getting strike one? Are we not going out there? And it's like, okay, we're just probably, probably mentality where it's like, oh, I've got five runs. Like, yeah, you know? that's what I'm saying. Like it should go out there. Every inning should be, it's a zero, zero ball game. Yeah. No, tie I agree. Game. Tie game. Let's go. Yeah, there, there's just a lack of focus right now from this team. You know, to wrap things up here, there is, you know, some easy games on the way, but it just gets a lot tougher. So they really need to bounce back here pretty soon. And All I got to say is, focus. Bob Melvin, get with the guys. Get them, get the guys together. Get the Have a team party. Do something to get the guys together so that they can work together. When they have fun together, this team is a light lightning electric, even yep. without Tatis. I agree. It's a this really team fun is team. Really good. If we can just get the guys together, like right now, you, if I was in the clubhouse, I'd be like, we need to have a team dinner. We need yeah. to do something on the plane. We need to have a talk. Just the 26, 27 guys that are there. We need to do something. It's very clear. These guys really like each other. They have a lot of fun. The rotation is really goofy and silly. I mean, the players but have we're their not own seeing that report. Lately. Exactly. Well, when you're losing, yeah. And but, they just think there's can a, still a lot of negativity. That but you can still do that when you're losing. Right. There's just a lot of negativity right now. And I just think it's the distractions, but that's where Bob Melvin needs to step focus. in. Focus. Hey, hey, let's go. Focus, focus, focus. Padres. Let's win some baseball games. Padres fans. Let's get behind our team, show out, support them. This is ring the bell. Pod stock, Nick Crater, Heath bell. We'll see you next week. Go pods. Save big money in your next project with help from Menards. Move water where you need it quickly with a Barracuda sump pump. Sump pumps keep your basement dry when big storms hit unexpectedly. Get a half horsepower cast iron Barracuda sump pump on sale now through May 5th. Hurry into Menards and don't forget to check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night. And building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.